Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Good morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's that time of the day on a Saturday morning. Good morning, my friends. Good morning, my friends. <laughs> on this Saturday morning. I know, I don't know about you, but I know for me, I wanted to stay in bed a little bit longer today. <laughs> but I knew I had to get up bright and early to begin my day, and then uh, prepare for the Word of God podcast. So I'm so glad that you're tuning in again today with me this morning. Um, you know, I got to say that I I came across um, this morning real quickly as I was uh, checking some things on my computer, a little video that had a little boy and a little girl in it. <laughs> And the parent was singing, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, right? If you all know that song. And the one child was so excited and happy and clapping their hands every time it was time to clap the hands based on the lyrics of the of the song when the mother sang it. But the other child never moved an inch never just kept staring straight out and never even clapped her hands she was not even happy because it looks like they were twins and one was a boy and one was a girl and the boy was always clapping and the girl was just looking straight <laughs> not, and not saying a word not clapping her hands and then in the video you could hear the mother say why aren't you clapping your hands aren't you happy and it had me thinking my friends you know we wake up sometimes in life not even excited about life sometimes. But when we have the Holy Spirit living in us, when we have our anchor, Jesus Christ, and we have our Lord and Savior, and we have our the Holy Spirit, I mean, we have our God who helps us and guides us. He's the one that ultimately can give us joy, irregardless to happiness. Because the joy that you have in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul, will outweigh any any moment of happiness, any moment of anything that's happening. Because things could come and go. You could feel happy one day, but the joy of the Lord is always with you. So I wanted to encourage you this morning, if you've ever had that type of moment, rely on the Lord for the joy that he gives you to be able to go on with everyday life purpose. My friends, we're going to dive in today into chapter 13 of the book of Hosea. As you know, we have been in this book of Hosea and we have really encountered so many examples, so many instructions, so many um, illustrations that have been given to us of what was happening at the time of Hosea. You know, the message he was bringing to the community, how God had used him in his life to be um, someone who could bring understanding to a community that was fallen, that was broken, that was uh, destroyed and being even more destroyed. So my friends, we're going to be in the book of Hosea in chapter 13 and we're going to start with verse 1 and this is what it says. When Ephraim spoke trembling, he halted himself in Israel. But when he offended through Baal worship, he died. Now they sin more and more and have made for themselves molded images, idols of their silver, according to their skill. All of it is the work of craftsmen. They say of them, let the men who sacrifice kiss the cows. Therefore they shall be like the morning cloud and like the early dew that passes away like chaff blown off from a threshing floor and like smoke from a chimney. 
Yet I am the Lord your God. Ever since the land of Egypt. And you shall know no good. No God but me. For there is no savior besides me. I knew you in the wilderness. In the land of great drought. When they had pasture, they were filled. They were filled and their heart was exalted. Therefore, they forgot me. So I will be to them like a lion, like a leopard by the road and I will lurk. I will meet them like a bear deprived of her cubs. I will tear open their rib cage. And there I will devour them like a lion. The wild beasts shall tear them. Father, thank you so much for your word. We know your word is truth. We know your word gives us so much examples. Thank you, Lord, for this warning. It is critical what we are reading here. It is an eye-opener. And it is a moment of stillness to recognize who you are and how powerful you are. And what you are willing to do and what you're not willing to do. So we thank you for your word. Amen. You know, my friends, um, if there's one thing that we have seen and heard consistently in the book of Hosea has been about the relentless judgment on Israel. God sees everything that we do in our lives. It does not go unnoticed. He's very aware of every thought process in your brain. He's very aware of things that you look at and lust after. He's very aware of things you touch, which possibly could be touching in the wrong places. And he's very aware of where your heart is. Is it truly open and surrendered to him? Or is it closed off and only to a satisfaction of others in the flesh. And when we start to see here that, it says, when Ephraim spoke trembling, he exalted himself in Israel. But when he offended through bow worship, he died. You know, in other words, like at the time of the different tribes that we've spoken about and Ephraim being one of them, And all the things that they had wavered to do, not according to the Lord's will, but to their own will, to their own choices, to their own freedom of what they felt they could do, that they felt was the right thing to do, even though it went against God, it went against God fully. And they decided that what God had given to them was not good enough. You know, they wanted more. They became greedy. They became too anxious to have even more of what God had already supplied for them. And with that comes consequences of when you step out of God's will for your life and you go to your own thing. Because when you step out of God's will in your life, you're going to face some consequences. You're going to put yourself in a situation that might not turn out too well for you. And in this situation here, we said, but when he offended through Baal worship, he died. You know, when we go ahead and we surrender ourselves after we've been cleansed from the Lord, after he has delivered us, after he has helped us, after he has given us a newness, a new thought process, a new way of communicating, a new way of reacting, a new way of being, which is wholesome and pure unto him, and we go ahead and we start worshiping all over again. The things that we either were caught up with before prior to be delivered by him, or all of a sudden seeing something new that we think could be of advantage for us you know that could help us that could really give us what we want with the desires of our heart 
And what we end up doing is we end up sabotaging ourselves. We end up sabotaging the blessings God has given us. And then most of all, we end up sabotaging the future he has for us. And my friends, whether you die literally in your spirit or you die literally in the natural, it's the same, they're both death. And that's why my friends, if you are the one of the fortunate ones to be alive still, even after you've turned away from God, you still have an opportunity to go right back to God. You still have an opportunity to surrender to him. You still have an opportunity to give yourself over to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is that simple, but we make it complicated for ourselves. Because we get caught up in everyday society, everyday things that we see around us, and we're easily swayed. You know, as a Christian, you should be fighting. Your spirit is fighting every day in battle to make sure that you're making the right choices. The Holy Spirit operating in you is constantly helping you and guiding you. But there's a spiritual battle behind all that. Because as a protected child of God, the Holy Spirit is there to guide you. Ministering angels and warrior angels around you that have been sent by our Heavenly Father to protect you. They're there as well to give guidance. And sometimes, you know, you can find yourself in a really deep, deep situation where you're like, wait, am I starting to go into some quicksand here? And right away, the Holy Spirit, you know, is revealing things to you. So you get out of that quicksand and you don't die and you don't go fully under gives you an opportunity to step away gives you an opportunity to say to someone hey pull me out of this i'm in the wrong place i'm in the wrong thing i'm i'm building a, a you know a ditch for myself this is not good gives us an awareness and an opportunity to to know the things that we're doing right from wrong and even though at the time of hosea many people knew they were doing wrong they were still doing it because of false promises, false things that people are constantly, uh, you know, telling us we could gain. And that even happens to us today, my friends, in everyday life. Today, 2023. We are always relying on other people telling us about things we could gain, things we could accomplish. We are always relying on man to give us the things that we want or need. We are always, you know, just holding on by a short th thread you know, of the things that we feel we could possibly gain. Our Heavenly Father does not want us living like that. Our Heavenly Father wants us to fully rely on Him, have faith in Him. Because He's ultimately the best uh, Father and the best role model for what we need in our lives. Not so much the people around us. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't good people out there as role models who are giving you insight to how you can also have a fulfilled life. But ultimately, fulfillment of life comes from our Heavenly Father. Fulfillment of life comes from surrender to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and accepting Him in our lives. He's ultimately the anchor that we can rely on on everyday life. Sometimes even our friends will let us down. Sometimes even the people we always counted on are not always going to be there. But our Heavenly Father will always be there. So the same way that our Heavenly Father will always be there, He sees what we're doing wrong. And He's identifying here that Hosea is telling the community about, it's like, hey, the Ephraim's try, you know, Ephraim's children, the children, you know, that generation, they went ahead, that community, they went ahead and they, they worshiped another God, which was a false God, which was not a good God, which was a God who led them down to destruction to be destroyed. And ultimately they had to face the consequences. It says, now they sin more and more and have made for themselves molded images idols of silver according to their skill all of it is the work of craftsmen they say of them let the men who sacrifice kiss the cows 
you know, once you start to dabble into something that is not of God, once you start to worship other idols that is not of God, you're going to find yourself that that thing is going to suck you in even more. It's going to consume you even more. It's going to sidetrack you even more. It's going to have you things you should have never done. It's going to have you doing things you've never done before. It's going to convince you in your brain and in your mind that the way for you to get certain things in your life is by doing things a certain way, which goes against God's word. And when we do things that go against God's word, we're setting ourselves up for destruction. And in this situation where they're talking about that they sin more and more, meaning the sin just kept escalating. They just kept doing whatever they wanted to do and continue to destroy themselves, their families, their, their communities. You know, they, they were just looking out for more self-gain than anything else without ever relying on the Lord. And they just continued to do whatever wickedness, whatever sin they wanted to do. Whatever sexual immorality, they still did it themselves. They were like, I don't care what anyone else tells me. I am going to do what I want to do. No one can stop me, even when they know it was wrong. And because of that, they got lured into making for themselves molded images. Right? They started creating these gods. They started, you know, listening to other people in conversation and say, oh, yeah, this is what you do. Yeah, go take all your gold or your silver. Yeah, let's create a new thing. Yeah, I know you had that altar for the Lord, but what has that altar done for you lately? There's God over here, God brick, God marble, God whatever. <laughs> you know, all these bile, which was a really bad God that they were worshiping, a very demonic God that they were worshiping. You know, they were giving false hope about what that worship uh, worship to that God could do for them. And they fell in that trap. So they started to idolize. They, they did molded images, idols of their silver, right? Just like I mentioned, they took the silver, gold, whatever metals that they could put together, melt down and make into some type of, um, image. And, um, you know, they say, Oh, I've done this. Look what I created. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look at how I, 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 I. Everything becomes an I, right? And what happens? They themselves say to each other, oh, let the men who sacrifice kiss the cows. Meaning, let the ones who took time out of their busy schedules, you know, to go and commit this, this sin, to go and build this calf, to worship a God that is, not a, that is a false God at that, and is not a God of the true God. Let them kiss it. Let them worship it. Let them kiss, you know, uh, the ground that it walks on, which is not walking because it is a piece of metal, a piece of steel, a piece of gold, a piece of silver that they put together as an image that can't do anything for them. But in their minds and their brains, they're thinking, oh, th this is what I need to worship. And then they kiss that idol. They kiss that carved images. You know, th they kiss that thinking like that is their bread and butter. <laughs> that is the means to all ends, you know, that they just think that that is the answer to everything. And what they don't realize is that they've done exactly uh, one of the things against the commandments. You know, you're supposed to love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and your mind, and you're not supposed to love any other God, right? So they're already right there broken a commandment. And even though some of them may have realized, oh, this might be wrong. Should I be really, really doing this? They just had false expectations of what they thought they would gain by doing it. And they got sucked in by other people because as we've spoken before in different, different chapters here about how other people can influence you to sway you about God. 
and how then you can follow those people and then those people lead you down to a really slippery, deep, quicksand, ditch road that you didn't realize you're going to end up in. Or even as you were halfway down the quicksand, you never even thought to say, I don't think something's right here. You just kept going with the person because they're like, God, but this person has so much accolades. They're going to help me. They're going to give me success. They're going to give me a new promotion, a status, whatever. You know, these are false expectations that we receive when we're following the wrong things because it convinces us that we're following the right thing. Well, in this situation here, as everyone celebrates themselves in doing these things of idol worship because they've crafted it with their own hands and they feel like, oh, I've done this. I'm the master of this. It was my creativity. It was my self-doing. When in actuality, it's their way of saying, Yeah, everything I've done is because of me. And I've done it my way. Not realizing that what God has done for them before is ultimately God's way. Because his ways are better than our ways. His thoughts are better than our thoughts. But we get swayed and we end up being suckered into situations that ruin our lives. And then it says here, Therefore they should be like the morning cloud and like the early dew that passes away, like shaft blown off from a threshing floor and like smoke from a chimney. In other words, they're not going to last long. They're not going to last long in this idol worshiping of these things. What they're thinking is really going to give them paradise. Whatever they're thinking is going to give them a a, a new sense of... um, of uh, protection or a new sense of they have everything that they need, a new overflow abundance. Even if they get that abundance and even if they get everything they want, (laughs) it may just lead them to disaster. It may lead them to losing their minds. It may lead them to do things that are irrational. We see many times, my friends, in today's day and age, where someone will influence someone else. And I know I've been speaking about this subject a lot because it is very dear to my heart. Um, As, you know, I keep seeing more and more people falling by the wayside because of this. And it has to do with drugs. You know, we've seen how people will influence other other people about drugs. Hey, you feeling depressed today? I take this pill and this pill helps me. And you go, really? How does it help you? Oh, it just it just stops me from worrying about things. It stops me from being depressed. Um, it really just, just blocks those thoughts out of my mind. You know, these are the words that you hear, right? And you're like, wow, that's what I need. I need a pill, too, to block me this stuff out of my mind, to stop me from being depressed. And then you go and you take that pill, whatever pill might be, and you find yourself that, yes, it took you out of your mind because it made you numb. took things out of your mind because it made you numb. You slept all day because it, it knocked you out. And you get up the next day, And you want to pop another pill in your mouth. Because now your tongue, your taste buds, your brain is saying, just go get another one. And when that starts to happen, my friends, you you get destroyed. You get destroyed. Um, And all the things that people think are going to satisfy them in the moment or satisfy them forever... It's gone here and away tomorrow. You can't go in life thinking that you could just go from place to place, if you know what I mean. You know, there are a lot of people who are constantly running away from their problems. And they feel that if they just go from place to place, well, I'm not living in this town anymore. I'm leaving. 
and then I'm going to another town and, and we're going to live there. But the problem is still with you. Why? Because the problem is not in the, may not even be in the town. The problem is whatever's happening with you internally in your spirit, your mind, your soul, emotionally, physically. And that's a deliverance that needs to take place spiritually for you so that no matter where you live, you can face the troubles, you can face those problems, you can overcome them, you can conquer them. But a lot of people think that if they just go from here to there, you know, they're going to get what they want. But everything in life sometimes that we acquire the wrong way or that we even uh, acquire in seasons is not always there forever. It's here today and gone tomorrow. It goes away very quickly. That's why when it talks about the dew, you know, um, in the air that passes away, like when you get up in the morning, you see dew, like the mist dew that's on your car, and you can go take a, a, a you know, napkin or a rag and wipe it down, right? The minute that the sun comes out, the minute that the temperature changes, that dew disappears. It's temporary. And the dew doesn't do anything. It just covers things up. Because if you don't un undo the do, <laughs> like they say, you won't be able to see outside your window, right? If you don't put the, the air, uh, the fog, the defogger in your, in your car, because it needs to melt down the window so you can see when you're driving, the do is all it's doing is covering things up. Gone now, they're here now, gone tomorrow. And a lot of people have always used the measures of walking away from God and pursuing other things because they want instant gratification and they feel that whatever they're being given now is going to last them for a long time. And then when it disappears, it dwindles away, it fades away. They're like, but what happened? Because that wasn't a blessing from God because most blessings from God will last you for a long time. You know, blessings from God could ha give you a couple of years of enjoyment. Like, you just don't know. And then God will then give you another blessing, right? So a lot of people are constantly finding themselves like, this is, you know, everything that I thought I was going to gain right away and I was going to be successful in came for a minute and then left. Yes, because it wasn't of God. And that's the problem we have today, my friends. We're constantly trying other ways of how we can get immediately, quickly, instantaneously the things we want. And with God and all things being possible, he makes it possible in his perfect timing. And he makes it possible for you when he knows he's equipped you for it. That's why sometimes people will go and uh, start worshiping other things and then they start losing their mind. They get physically sick. They are not stable anymore. They get even more depressed than the depression they had before that they thought they wouldn't get rid of. You know, things happen even worse for them sometimes. I had a friend uh, a couple of years ago that they were really struggling in an area of how they felt their lives were. And they never wanted to gear it to God. They never wanted to surrender it to God. So then he could steer their, you know, the wheel in their journey of their life. And then they decided to, you know, go do some other type of idol worshiping, which I had already told them, like, you know, you, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You know, but you can't tell people what to do because people are going to do what they want to do anyway. All I could do is explain to them about God's word and explain to them about, you know, how that goes against God's commandments. And they eventually went their own route and had a drastic thing happen in their lives. And no matter how they look at it, they knew God saved them in that situation. They realized that God saved them in the situation. But then when they got better, then they still went and pursued other things. Idol worshiping again. So my friends, you know, we always have to be very mindful of 
the things that we walk away from that have always been a blessing to us, like when many of us walk away from Christ, when many of us walk, walk away from the Lord, we're just like, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, we have to ask ourselves, why is that? Are you being deceived by someone else? You know, last time we spoke about Jacob and all the things of the deceived, being deceived that had happened between his and his family. And, you know, there are many people, even in our own families today, deceiving you, deceiving you, best friends, deceiving you, co-workers, deceiving you, you know, uh, neighbors, deceiving you. We have to have the spirit of discernment that operates in us so that we can know right away when we're being deceived. So we can know right away when we're being, you know, when they're pulling, somebody's pulling a woolly on us, you know, they're pulling the, pulling the rug right underneath us. We need to be aware of that. God gives us, you know, um, you know, in the natural, we say, you know, oh, I got this intuition, right? In the spirit, God gives us discernment gives us discernment to understand, hey, this is not going to go well for you if you do this. You know, never mind about that promotion. Turn it down. Even if it offered you more money, it's, you're gonna, your life's going to become miserable. Like, there's discernment of things that God gives us on a daily basis in our lives. You know what? Don't walk down that street. Something's back there. Go, go this other way. You understand the Holy Spirit operating in you is going to be giving you these um, warning signs, you know, you're going to hear the voice of God. And for these people at this time, they were being judged by God because of everything that they had done and they wouldn't stop. They just kept doing it more and more. And it says here, yeah, I am the Lord, your God, ever since the land of Egypt. And you shall know, no God, but me, for there is no savior besides me. I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of great drought. You know, in other words, God is saying, hey, hey, don't you remember me? Ever since Egypt, like when I took your fathers, your grandfathers, your great-great-grandfathers out of that situation, out of that bondage. And I specifically told you in the wilderness, I gave you instructions through Moses that specifically said, you shall not know any other God but me. Meaning you don't sway one way or the other. You don't surrender your life to any other type of God besides me. Because there is no savior like me. Other people can tell you and deceive you about what something else could give you. But the reality is that a, a brick you know, a brick is not going to give you life. A piece of stone is not going to give you life. A carved image of a bull is not going to give you life. There are so many things that we need to be very aware of to make sure that we're not barking up the wrong tree of something we should not be pursuing I have to always ask myself that question in this industry that I am of film and television. There are many times I've had to turn down offers because I asked my heavenly father, Lord, is this really the way to go? You know, you are my savior. You are my protector. You are the one who has blessed me, who has taken me out of situations that I didn't belong in. I don't want to go against all those things that you've done for me in my life. I will ask my Heavenly Father, is that the way to go? Should I be involved in that? Should I be part of that? I've learned so much in my own journey that it doesn't matter what my eyes might see or my ears might hear in the natural. I have to go by what I am told and I hear and see in the spirit. So even though something might be looking fantastic to me in my career that I could be a part of, wow, this is going to give me more status. This is going to allow me to climb up the ladder. It all looks good from my eyes because they're natural. What I'm hearing of the offer sounds magnificent. 
but when I go and I consult with my heavenly father, he sits down, he goes, yeah, that might be what you're going to get. But this is also what you're going to get. And then he starts to show me the back end of the things I am not seeing with my natural eyes. He starts to explain to me of the things I'm not hearing with my natural ears. He starts to reveal to me everything that's going to go down (laughs) if I take this situation, if I become part of the situation. He's like, yeah, you might climb the ladder. You might get the promotion, might get more money. But then this is also what you're going to deal with. You're not going to have a winkling of sleep at night. You're going to be so overwhelmed, your eyes are going to become extremely puffy. You're going to find yourself that you are going to have to lie a lot. You're going to find yourself that you're going to have to cover up things that should be exposed. Like he'll start breaking it down. And he starts having that heart-to-heart talk with you about like, and this is my child, why I don't think you should be part of that. I will bless you when the time is right. I will give you the career ladder change when the price is right. You know, excuse me, not the price is right. When the time is right. And also, when I meant to be, when I say about, when I meant about prices, when it's the right price that I know you deserve. And you get what you get a value price because you're, you're not going to be expected to deceive anyone. You're not going to be expected to do corrupt things in the job. I will give you the correct job that you can gain some of those wonderful natural accolades with but it will be more of a blessing for me because you won't have to compromise your life. You won't have to compromise your family time with your wife and your kids or your husband and your kids. You won't have to compromise your time, you know, um, because you're at the job now 100 hours a week. Like, you know what I mean? Like, God is going to set it up in a way that's going to be healthy, correct, and it's going to be also giving an opportunity to honor Him. And then when it says here, I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of great drought. Yes, because even when they were going through the wilderness and they were lacking things or they felt that they were going to die or whatever the case, God will always come in and intervene and give them what they needed. God was also a resourceful God that gave them everything they needed. And then it says here, When they had pasture, they were filled. They were filled and their heart was exalted. Therefore, they forgot me. So even when God gave them what they needed, even when God fed them, even when they were filled with um, an abundance of whatever God gave them, even when they were um, filled in their hearts, right, where God gave them an ease of mind, he gave them reassurance, He let them know like, hey, I got your back. You know, some of you are going to make it through. Some of you are not. But some of you are going to make it through. Just keep fighting the good fight. I got your back. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to supply your needs. He supplied water. He supplied manna. He supplied food. He supplied shelter. He supplied everything that they needed. Even when they went to war with other nations, he provided a, a, a victory. The problem was that the children of Israel at the time, some of them, they just, their minds were not focused. They doubted what God was doing for them. And at this time of Hosea too, they're doubting what God did for them. And in our lifetime today, we're doubting what God has done for us. It's a natural being that people do all the time where they start to question the things they've been blessed with. You know, your wife blesses you every week with making your favorite apple pie. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you come out of the blue, you're like, you know, every time you make this apple pie, I don't think you're putting enough cinnamon in it. Or I don't even think you're putting enough apples in it. Like, you know, all of a sudden this just comes out of the blue. No, it's always been the perfect apple pie. Something's up with you. You better eat that pie your wife just made or your husband just made because it is made with love and the correct way. 
It's made with a special touch and all the special ingredients. It's just that now all of a sudden you've got this mindset about that you want to be greedy and you want more. When you've always been satisfied and fulfilled. Because you would eat most of the pie anyway. And leave just a little piece for your wife and kids. Now you guys are probably thinking, Antonia, you are crazy. Why are you giving this example? Because this is what really happens in life, my friend. Something as simple as a pie. You know, something as simple as, you know, how many feet of inches the grass was cut over to my grass. You know, it's just crazy stuff that's happening in our day and age lives. And we have to remember that whatever God has blessed us with, we cannot forget that he's done that. And this is at the time of Hosea that, you know, was being reminded. God was reminding them, look at all the things I've done for you. Look at everything that I've provided. But you still walk away and you still forget about me. And we do that today. God has delivered some of you from so many unfortunate circumstances, situations in your life. He was the ultimate person that gave you the breakthrough, the freedom that you needed. And then you walk away from him. You take it for granted and you don't even thank him anymore. You don't even acknowledge him anymore. You know, we have to always get up and evaluate ourselves and say, am I doing the right thing today? Am I living for the Lord? Am I worshiping God? Am I thanking him for another day? Am I thanking the Holy Spirit for constantly guiding me and being by my side? My friends, this is something that we have to always remember to do is to acknowledge our heavenly father who loves us so much and has done so much for us but we forget we forget because like just like in the natural people will forget the good you've done for them but they'll remember the minute you do something wrong they'll remember that over all the 99 other wonderful things you've done they'll only remember that one percent of the bad and that's how they always look at you and how ironic is that right it's like a credit card company if you don't make a payment they immediately contact you and say you are defaulting on your agreement you need to pay us immediately you're gonna get a late fee of $35 $50 if you don't pay and if you don't pay then we're gonna you know freeze your account blah blah But have they ever called you for all the years that you've paid them on time and said, we're so glad to have you as a customer. Thank you so much for making your payment on time. (laughs) Right? No, we only get the notifications and we only get called when the moment arises when you don't make a payment. (laughs) So my friends, listen, we cannot forget about God because God is ultimately our savior. He's ultimately our provider. He's the one who guides our life. He's the one who knows all things. And it says here, So I will be to them like a lion, like a leopard by the road I will lurk. I will meet them like a bear deprived of her cubs. I will tear open their rib cage. And there I will devour them like a lion. The wild beasts shall tear them in other words god is saying i've had enough of being left out i've had enough of people walking away i've had enough of having to remind them over and over again about what i've done all these years all these centuries decades and i am going to come in very strong And he says, like a lion, like a bear, right? Because lions and bears come in to overtake and possess something else. And they come to ultimately rip them to shreds. When you hear stories about like people were in the forest hiking or whatever. And all of a sudden a bear came and attacked two people, you know, and killed them. Uh, people were in uh, 
terrains of forest land somewhere else and all of a sudden uh, they were encountered by a lion and the lion attacked them ripped them to shreds right because the natural instinct of lions and bears is to protect their own territory and anything that comes in their sight or in their way they're going to tear apart they're going to make it to ruins. And they're also natural animals who pray to eat things, to pray after to eat things, right? So, and to feed themselves with what's needed. And when we talk about how this happens, we need to ask ourselves, what position am I in right now that I might be making my Heavenly Father very disappointed in me that he can come and take an action against me that will not be so good. It's like a father who loves his, and a mother who loves their children so much and they go and they reprimand them. The reprimand is necessary by all means so that that person can do, can learn, that person can realize what they've done is wrong and that person can get their act together to not do it again. And many times, the reprimand is a little harsh or extremely harsh. And it's okay. So if a parent comes and tells you, you can't drive the car this weekend because you just got three C's, two D's, and two F's in school. They have the right to do that because you did not apply yourself in school. Who knows what you've done in school, even if you ever showed up to class. And now this affects your life. And now you might be left back. So because of that, your parents have no choice to reprimand you. And... It's going to be harsh. You may not even go be able to go to summer camp. You may not be able to go on that special vacation you were going to go with that they had already vouched that you could go to. They're going to pull it, pull it away. They're going to be like, canceled. But in this case that we're he- us hearing here and seeing here in Hosea, it was very, very drastic measures that were going to be done against those who ignored God, who walked away from him, who forgot about all the miracles he had done, all the deliverances, everything. Very harsh. And that's why some people faced, at this time of Hosea, much, much punishment and much judgment. This illustration here about the lion and the bear and the wild beast that will tear them is because ultimately sometimes God has to allow us to go through a major brokenness to draw us back to him. And my friends, the time of Hosea, there were many people who unfortunately faced death face major consequences because you can't just depend on yourself my friends you have to depend on your heavenly father don't forget the good fortune that your heavenly father has given you along the years of your life even small things are such blessings but we don't realize it that way When was the last time you turned to your Heavenly Father and thanked Him for waking up, for the food on your table, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, for the car that you're driving? And it doesn't even matter if the car is from 1979. You know, when was the last time you woke up and you said, God, thank you so much for helping me, for providing for me, for guiding me, for giving me opportunities, you know, for protecting me, for giving me the strength, for giving me the victory, the breakthrough, 
for allowing me to learn something new today. Allowing me to grow. You know, there's such a thing as such a great relationship with your Heavenly Father that He doesn't unnotice. Like, when he, when our Heavenly Father knows that we are continuing the relationship with Him, we're sustaining it, we're maintaining it, we are in communication with Him, we are loving on Him. You know, He hears us speaking to other people about Him. You know, He just knows how much we love Him. And how much we adore him. And how we rely on him for everything that we do in our lives. So my friends, this passage of scripture. As daunting as it sounds and as judgmental as the Lord was being at this time towards the people. It is an example for us to learn from. It's an example for us to understand the choices that we make in our lives that go against God's word, that go against his commandments. And it teaches us a lesson that we cannot put ourselves on pedestals because of our own accords and our own doings, that God is our ultimate God and helper and friend. So my friend, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Happy Mother's Day tomorrow to all the mothers in the house. <laughs> May you have a fantastic Mother's Day. May you feel the love of your children who embrace you, your friends, co-workers, neighbors. Because mothers are a full driving force that keeps families together, children thriving, and just making sure that everyone is always well taken care of. So have a fantastic Mother's Day. I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.